the NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Alrighty, NAFTA podcast. We're back. Uh, episode 669. Um, you got myself, you got Michael, the Tuckers, unfortunately, are not on this one. Um, I'm flying out to Vegas here in a bit, so Michael and I had to do a quick and prompt to get together pod. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see that I am wearing a Everton hat and a Burnley uh, sweatshirt. More on that later, but if you are watching us on YouTube, please leave us a like. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, the likes likes help. Leave us a comment. Do all the things. Do all the things. It helps break the algorithm. It helps us get other eyeballs on our content. And if you're listening to us wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe and share it with a friend, man. Right? Right, Michael? Always. I share every single episode with all my friends. Yeah. We share it on a Discord that uh, is probably so sick of us sharing it on the James Lawrence Alcott one. Um, we share it with my friends. I've actually think I've done the inverse when you're into something and you share something with someone, your hopes are to try to get them more into it. I think I've scared people away from soccer, to be honest with you, uh, with how much I've shared. Listen, I'm very self-aware. I'll throw some soccer stuff in a chat. And if I don't get any, even one comment back, I'll never put it in there again. Even if they beg me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Um, also, if Michael and I sound a little worse for wear, congratulations to our sister, Caroline, and her husband, Matt. Uh, we were at her wedding this weekend, definitely consumed some adult beverages, um, had a great time. I will say, I, the highlight for me outside of my sister getting married and there being a lot of happiness and joy around um, was some old Irish woman that was at the wedding, definitely not our side of the family, so shout out to Matt on this one. Uh, came up to Alexis and told her she looked like Dua Lipa. So, I'm married to Dua Lipa. That's all I got out of that one. Which, wow. kind of dope. So did Car- I don't know, did Caroline win this weekend or did you win? Did People are asking. Yeah, I think I, it's debatable. I, I think it is. I think uh, the best part was this woman was like, I'm here, she was drunk out of her mind. I'm here with Dua Lipa and some dude. And you know what? Hand to God, if there is one, which I don't think there is, I'm okay with being some dude. You're absolutely okay. You take some dude. Yeah, every, every time. time. Every time. 20 times out of 100, or 20 times out of 10, take some dude. I was going to say 20%, okay. Yeah, yeah, tight. Good, <laughs> so, so needless to say, based on the math I just threw out there, our brains are not firing on all cylinders right now. So there's going to be some screw-ups on this one for sure. Yeah, um, I had to chase my dog around a neighborhood for 15 minutes, so I'm I'm less than happy even though that was like six hours ago. And if we're being honest, I, I'm going to get to this later. Michael was, uh, he, it was a tough Sunday for Michael morning. I was Sunday morning. I was struggling. <laughs> to say Very the hard. least, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Very hard. Bro, that was, that was tough. Um, all right, let's get in. We got a few segments here. We're obviously going to talk about the Premier League. Uh, Michael and I both had some pretty bad weekends as it, as those results, you know, happened as well. Um, we got the dudes of the week which we're going to get into as well, um, which will be a quick one because it's just me and Michael. And then we also have 
our, our newest segment, which we're, we're willing into existence here on the podcast, the, the Shut Up and Dribble pop culture slash sports slash outside of soccer uh, segment where uh, we say clickbaity things so that people can then watch our soccer clips. So, Michael, let me give you some of the headlines I got for you. One, okay. quick reactions, quick reactions. Uh, Inter-Miami finally eliminated from ability to make MLS playoffs. Messi will not be in the MLS playoffs. What are your initial thoughts there? So, first of all, um, let his team down, 100%, you know. Yep. Got to sure. play. Got to play. <laughs> totally joking. They had no the, shot. The, if he never showed up, 0% chance. The, the best ability is availability. Right. Ex- ex- see, exactly. That being said, talking about availability, um, little swirlings that he's going to be available on loan uh, to go to Saudi Arabia. Ugh. Or, like, they're going to try to loan him out because the seasons don't, like, line up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he can keep playing. I think that's dumb as hell. Like it's that's like it's like your guy. That's like the the centerpiece of your team can't be like going to another team, coming back, gets hurt, you're fucked uh for your season, you know. Think it's a really dumb idea. Um I can't see that happening. Suck. I mean, he's he's hurt. Like I think he is actually hurt. Yeah, right it does uh, but the, my last thing was like it does suck because like you said you bought the Apple TV subscription to watch those games. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think there's going to be, it's already in the NBA, the resting, you know, like you show up to Cavs Warriors and Steph Curry's not playing and like, you know, what the hell, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I think there's going to be such a debate about ticket prices when teams play under Miami or their ticket prices. And then if he doesn't play a game, it's going to be riots. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree. Um, and also if you're going to go on loan, there's a team in Manchester that wears blue that could use some offensive help. Again, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, Michael, second headline, Drake dropped his album. It's for all of his dogs. Uh, for all of his dogs. I went on a run, a long run, when we were in Cleveland for Caroline's wedding. Plan was to stand in front of uh, Jacob's Field, also known as Progressive Field, and post something on Instagram that said, this one was for all my guards. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Didn't end up happening because Alexis wanted me to meet her somewhere. But... Um, you have a hot take on Drake's album. I I actually don't even think it's a hot take. Yeah. I so I listened to some some music, uh, reviewing outlets. Obviously, Fantano hasn't given his review yet. I I know what it's gonna be. I know know how he it's gonna interacts be a soft, with Drake and a the soft music. five on soft five on his life. Yeah. I, I just know like he doesn't really like him, and I know, uh, it's not very good. So he's gonna give it a low score the two best songs well not the two best songs because the j cole song is good because of j cole not because of drake mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. clearly he wrote the like last verse of that after he got j cole's and was like fuck i'm gonna get rinsed on this uh <laughs> but the the uh timestamp song uh 8 a.m in charlotte's really good that was a like a pre-release or, or whatever or maybe it was just the day before bro th- most of this 23 too too many songs first of all most of this is like unlistenable. It's tough. I, I listened to half of it on the run. I gotta listen to the rest of it on my flight to Vegas coming up. But the the one guy I sent you that he just is like kind of not going through like every song. Obviously, it'd be like two hours long, but just snippets. The one song there's like a conversation between like a girl, two girls, 
and it mm-hmm. goes on for like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. in the middle of the song. Like you can't do that. That's <laughs> he, go, he goes. That's just too long. You can't do that. Yeah, it's, it was tough looks. Tough looks. So so Drake album, like we said, soft four on his life. I guess uh, you know thriving though out there in the betting scene. So we'll see how. Yeah, that good goes. for him. Did, did he? I swear to God, it was him. I I I swear he had like a a military style like bulletproof vest on that had stake bets on it and i don't know how recent it was but i saw that as somebody who like sports sports bets and stuff like that it's the lamest shit i've ever seen like it's just he's 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 part owner in that company though i'm pretty sure great i don't care yeah anyway um last one oh yeah since it since it's just us since it's just us yeah we had a lot of discussions over this weekend as well with with many other people who are from the Columbus area, Ohio State. Yeah. Similar to Drake out Al- Drake's album. It's not very good, right? Um, positions are good. So some of them, some of them are good. Much like Drake album, there there's a couple of songs on there that you're like, all right, like old Drake. Shout out to him. Uh. The, the position that's probably the most important on a football field, though, quarterback, not very good. Um, now, I will I'll, I will raise my hand because I do sometimes think it's important. These are kids. They're making a lot of money now, some of them, but, like, they're kids. I don't want to, like, disparage Kyle McCord from, like, his life, whatever. But uh, you would think after beating a team like Notre Dame and having a lot of key throws in that final drive – naturally you know we were both semi uh productive athletes in our time even us when we would do good things i'd get like some confidence and take that into the next game and be like all right like i I belong i'm supposed to be here my guy looks lost unfortunately he looks sad um and i just don't i don't know if ryan day is the answer i think we're we're maybe the third or fourth best team in the big 10 that's what so i i completely agree with the cal mccord thing he also Mm -hmm. i think they somebody had like a uh, stat like line to line year to year of like yeah. uh, CJ Stroud's first like six games and his first six games and it's like not super different. Um, that would be great. First of all, I want to just say because one CJ Stroud didn't run the ball, which was really annoying to me. Like mm-hmm. he refused to like get out of the pocket most of the time, but can't really deny he's kind of tearing it up a little bit right now. And he was like a really good quarterback yeah. for us as well. I. I'm I can't watch us throw a five yard out to Marvin Harrison on third and like fifteen again. Like I can't I can't watch it happen. Yeah, I mean I actually think the bigger headline is Ryan Day. I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. And not McCord. I, I he could his stat line could be very similar. I think the the problem I have with McCord is I want to look at him and be like, yo, you're playing at a top three school in the nation and we're winning. Like he just looks lethargic he looks like he's a zombie um you just want some more passion out of it but again he's a kid the fuck do i know yeah you know? I, i'll say whatever i want about ryan day like i don't care yeah ryan day i mean I, I told you this this weekend to be a college football coach you have to be at least a little bit of a piece of shit i don't know if ryan day's a piece of shit i've actually heard he's kind of a nice dude but um not not super impressed with the coaching over x amount of years and that's crazy to say because i think they've only lost what five games under him or some shit so yeah we'll I see mean, the thing two to michigan uh one to one to georgia one to alabama right and then one to clemson 
Yeah, it's just all the teams you don't want to lose to. Ever lose to. Yeah. So, uh, shut up and dribble. It's getting a little bit better. So uh, We'll be humming. Shout out, shout out Laura Ingram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ac- don't bitch. Actually, don't, don't, yeah, don't shout her out. She sucks. Uh, um, all right, dudes. For bad reasons. Dudes of the week. Let's get into this one. Three picks each. Michael, you're going to get to go first because your team drew. My team lost. Um, that's just how it is. We're going to snake draft it as much as a snake draft can be with two people. Um, but we got some we got some interesting picks, I think. So go ahead. Let's start us off. Your first pick, dude of the week. My first pick, dude of the week, Giancomo Bonaventura of right. Fiorentina. Going away yeah. to Napoli, captaining that team. Uh, got a goal as well. 3-1 to one win over over Napoli. I think we had a conversation a little bit ago, John, about Fiorentina being good, Fiorentina bad. I was like, Fiorentina's good this year. They're a good team. I think they're in the top five of if Serie A right now. Yeah, they are. They're, I think, third. Third or fourth. Um, I think my take on Fiorentina was not in European competitions where, unfortunately, that's the only place I've watched them. So I'll have to tune into some Serie A games because... My theme of Dudes of the Week is going to be quite American since we're rolling into uh, a international break where we're playing Germany, which I want us to talk about here in a minute. Uh, but my first dude, Munchen Gladbach, defender, Joe Scally. Uh, they were down 2-1 to Mines, uh, and Joe Scally in the 88th minute got a, a game-tying goal for them to snag a point in that one. Um, love to see... United States players playing well. And this week, we actually were gifted a few of these scenarios where they were playing well because my number two player, or my number two dude of the week, is Balogun. Scoring against his old team um, for Monaco, uh, another USMNT player that we need to get going. We need them to play well. Um, So Joe Scally round one, Balogun round two. Um, Hopefully they're going to roll into this game this weekend against Germany because... Spoiler alert, I think it's not crazy to be hoping for a win in that one. I agree. I don't think Germany's very good. No. So, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to rep Dylan on this one, and also shout out our boy Pep Guardiola, the Korean guy. Pops up again in a big draw against rivals Aston Villa. Uh, Huang, he's two games in a row now, I think, right? Two goals. Hopefully he can be that guy for them. I want to whisper it. I want to just whisper it just like a little bit baby. Like, I think they're okay. I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say it too loud for Dylan to hear me. Yeah. Dylan will deny it anyway, even if you say that, hey, no shot wolves are getting relegated. Big, big point there, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, listen, last one due to the week. Hands up. Because every time I start talking bad about this team, this manager's team, they shut me right up real quick. Sean Deitch, didn't think you had it in you. I wanted Bournemouth to win so bad. Um, but, dude, Everton Everton don't look close to going down right now, to be honest with no. you. Yeah. Um, I can, I'm can i going to sit here and pray every match week that they lose and that hopefully by the end of it I could start talking about it again. But right now there's just no shot. Yeah, um, Deitch is going to come up again later in this conversation per my outfit here. But... Uh... Everton do not look like they're going down. I totally agree. My last dude of the week, much like you giving some service to Dylan, um, I'll give some service to the other Tucker brother. This dude of the week could not have and should not have closed out without Scott McTominay getting a shout-out. Two goals in stoppage time to get them a win. Do I think that Manchester United 
now all of a sudden are on the right path? No. Um, but a, 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 a great performance in the last 10 minutes of that game gets uh, McSauce, as Nick calls him, two goals and uh, Man United all three points against Brentford. I will say this. I wanted to continue this theme. Honorable mention goes to a AC Milan trio. Uh, obviously, Pulisic scored again. It was assisted by Musa, but Olivier Giroud played uh, goalkeeper in that game. And Milan are top of the table in Serie A. I do know that. So shout out to those guys. That's their, your honorable mention due to the week as well. I also have just one honorable mention too. And this is just, I hope that we get one more listener on this, this podcast coming up. Uh, my friend Pat. I just want to let you know, brother. I saved all those Chelsea messages you said. We'll see. We'll see after this after this run of games. He said they're back. He said they're yeah. back. They're ready to go. I'm a noted. We are noted Chelsea haters. And I told him, I was like, listen, I hate everything about your club. Pat, I like you. We're friends. I want you to be happy. Uh, I think it's actually a pretty close call. The amount of times I've heard different Chelsea fans say Chelsea back in the past two years as to points that they've actually scored in the table. And I and I just want to reiterate again here, they just beat Burnley, right? Burnley, yep. Fulham, Burn, Burn. Yep. Fulham, they beat and Luton yeah. Town. Yep. So uh, so back, so back. Eight, eighteen seventeen and um, where are we at? Eighteen seventeen and Fulham, twelfth in the table. That should have been smoother. And Fulham, we we are noted as we don't think they're actually that good. We're kind of shocked that they were started off as well as they did. True, true. Um, but yeah, dude to the week. And and Pat, whoever you are, never met you, but uh, tough existence being a Chelsea fan. Not just because <laughs> come of his... Come on, come on now. He, he's not proud. Just be... he's proud no, that's team. fine. Uh, the SS we're proud to. Um, look. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Holy uh, let's get into this week's results. It's going to be a quick app, actually. We got no predictions. We're going into that international break, as we mentioned. Um, so we'll save that for next week. Uh, and we'll also recap some of the Team USA results there. Um, our fly-through games are going to be pretty, pretty simple. Lutontown, nil. Tottenham Hotspur, one. Top of the table, Tottenham Hotspur. Vandeven with the lone goal there in the 52nd minute. Uh, Chelsea, as we just mentioned, beat Burnley 4-1. Uh, but that happened while Burnley got the first goal. Odebert in the 15th. Uh, then there's an own goal in the 42nd. Cole Palmer, Palmer with the pen in the 50th. Sterling in the 65th. And then Nicholas Jackson in the 74th. Four goals for Chelsea. All three points as well. Team we just mentioned, Fulham beating up on bottom of the table. Sheffield United 3-1. Uh, Bobby de Cordova Reed in the 53rd. It was tied up by uh, Robinson own goal in the 68th. Fodderingham own goal in the 76th. Gave Fulham the lead again. And then Willian put it away in the second minute of stoppage time. Uh, Man United 2, Brentford 1. Jensen uh, opened the scoring for Brentford in the 26th minute. And like we said before, Scotty McSauce in the 90 plus 3 and 90 plus 7. Fergie time, as Nick would say, got all three points for United. Palace, nil-nil at Forest, uh, or against Forest, it was at Palace. Um, Key point there, for Palace, maybe? I don't know. These teams are an, an enigma, an anomaly. We're not really sure on either of them yet. Uh, 2-2 between Newcastle and West Ham. West Ham, as always, opened the scoring early. Suchek in the 8th minute. Isak scored in the 57th and 62nd. 
to give Newcastle a 2-1 lead. And then Mohamed Kudus in the 89th minute uh, with a really nice goal. If you haven't seen it, go back and, and watch it. He tied it up for West Ham. Big point for them. Uh, I think you and I are in the same boat. West Ham's tough, especially at home, I think, for yeah. sure. West Ham tough. Wolves, 1-1 against Villa, a Midlands derby. A big point for Wolves, like we mentioned before. Huang in the 53rd minute. Did I say it wrong? You said it right that time. You said it, you were starting to say it wrong, and then you said it right. Yeah, Huang. Okay. In the 53rd minute, I apologize, uh, with the goal for Wolves, but they could only hold that lead for two minutes uh, as Pau Torres got the goal in the 55th. Again, big point. Big, big point for Wolves. Uh, let's start here. Top of the table. Tottenham. Are they for real? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I, I do think... So they had a red card in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Shocker. Uh, yeah, which I I was like half asleep seeing this, but I think it was right. I'm not, I can't remember exactly, exactly what it was. Um, but I think they're going to compete. Um, I think they, they're very dependent on no injuries right now, and they haven't had any, which is great for them. Um, I, th- I just think that they're a little... I think they're they're mentally they think that they're good and mm-hmm. therefore they don't have that feeling of like even if we're winning a game we could still blow this because I think they still could. I think there's going to be a game though where they play somebody like a Brighton or somebody like that and they get pumped one game. But yeah. I don't think it'll affect them long term like it would a normal Spurs team. So I, I think they're a top four team. Yeah, I think Big Ange has uh, he's trying to eradicate the mentality of that so Spursy. It's working yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I do think, I, I think there's so gonna too. there's gonna be some bumps in the road, but I, I do think it's working right now. Last thing on this, how you feel about the kits? They're those gray ones. I actually like those. I like them a lot. Yeah, so do I. I want to hate them so bad. As soon as the TV is on, I almost audibly was like, "Oh, they're actually dope." Yeah, yeah. they're kind of nice, and I like that they're all one color too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chelsea four one over Burnley. I think. We're both on the same page. They're going to beat up on these teams. I think Burnley's not as good as people were thinking, as, as I was 100%, thinking for sure. 100%. Me too. So they got to figure that out. Um, but again, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. This is a team Chelsea should be beating and should be beating 4-1. Right? Yeah, we're also just – I'm sticking hater arc right now. Like, I just don't yeah. care that you beat you beat Burnley at – you go okay, you went to Turf Moor, great, whatever. I mean, look at the teams Burnley's played, like – same situation with Spurs. I guess if, you, if you're if you being very kind to, to Chelsea, you sit there and you go, Spurs went down, came back. We went down, came back. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Listen, I've seen you play. I've seen Spurs play. Not the same thing. No. Uh, Fulham 3-1. Again, they're beating Sheffield United. I, I think that they've gotten a good enough start of the season sitting at 12th on 11 points that I'm not really concerned about them going down per se. But I do think that the games against Wolves, the games against Everton, uh, Luton, Burnley, Bournemouth, who we'll talk about here in a minute, and Sheffield United, like they are maybe even Forest. They're in that group, but they're just the cream of the crop of that group ish. Yeah, I think that they're they're also really like volatile. Like I don't see when when that lineup comes out for them, I'm always looking at like who's gonna score. Who's going to score a goal? And it's, you know, Vinicius to a point, right? But, like, I think he's hurt, right? Or maybe he's just not not starting, which is also concerning. He started started this game, uh, came off in the 78th minute. But I agree with you. I think their biggest asset 
is Marco Silva. I think he's a good coach. I agree. And I think the back line usually plays pretty decent. And then like Polina, I, I think, yeah. is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I, you see it, in the, and I never know where the goals are coming from either. Yeah, and that's, like, kind of the point. I'm sitting there. I think Leno is obviously, like, a really good goalkeeper. Um, but, like, De Cordova-Reed, my guy, like, he pops up every once in a while. Like, Willian, like, will just come off the bench after not playing the couple games and just score a goal. So, I don't know. It, they're, they're very hard because they could be terrible for, like, five games in a row. And then they'll beat, like, Nottingham Forest. And then they'll beat Crystal Palace. And then you're like, okay, well, they're fine. They're not very good, but they're fine. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, United 2-1 on Brentford. Same problems. I like yeah, this is, this, is not a, this is not a get-back game for them. No, not at all. Um, I'm wondering when this Brentford ship will actually kind of turn a corner. And for 90-plus-1 minutes... You thought maybe it was at this point, and then it kind of just all went to shit. Yeah, for sure. But um, they are, man, they're in they're in so much trouble. Not Brentford United. Yeah. Because I thought I really thought Amrabat just getting in there and just being legs, essentially to help Casemiro, he has looked terrible. It's been tough. He's got a good fat mob rating. But he, he can't have a good fought mob. Maybe this game he can't have a good one the game before. No, there's, he there's did. no. But way. I think, but he was playing left back. Okay, I guess. But they like in they have possession most of the time. In possession, he's not playing left back. Yeah, he's, he's uh, like center mid. I'm ho- you got to be hoping if you're a United fan, and I didn't do the research on this, so I apologize. But their next couple of games are Sheffield United, but then it's it's City, it's Newcastle, then it's Fulham, then it's Luton. So the next five are a mixed bag, but you, you got to string something together here to get some confidence there. They they look like an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, they look like Kyle McCord. Yeah, they do. Um, um, if So those five games, got to be beating Sheffield. Have to 100%. Um, got to be beating Luton. Yep. F- you, you really have to be beating Fulham too. Yep. Because if you go away from five games, you're not. I don't think you're winning the other two. So I think you... You got to get nine out of those yeah. to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nil nil. Forest and Palace. I think it's just a big question mark. We don't know. Yeah, I, I thought. Yeah. I thought. I actually do think this is good for for. I just was gonna say we don't talk about nil nils, but now here I am. Um, I think it's actually good for Forest because away from home they're not very good. I think Steve Cooper kind of has that team a little bit more like structurally sound. Um, and able to defend, able to counter. I, I think the goals will come for them. Like I think they have really good attacking options, but you, you they're taking points wherever they can get them, doesn't matter where. Yeah, which is insane to say because I think that there has been at least 105 people put on a Forest jersey in the past two years. Yeah, so e- to have any, so many. any type of structure there is, is incredible. Um, Newcastle was cooking and, and, and playing pretty well, and, and West Ham came in. Uh, hosted them and got a draw here. Bigger draw for West Ham than obviously Newcastle. Let's just stay on that side of it because I think people know how we feel about Newcastle. Good can sometimes be vulnerable, but if they're getting momentum, getting it together, that's a, that's a pretty good team. West Ham's kind of been a surprise, oddly so, enough to say. I think we mentioned it a while ago. They they kind of tried to go to that like expansive soccer, expansive football. And it just did not fucking work at all. 
like zero mm-hmm. percent. And I think they did that partially because they knew that was like the last year of Declan Rice. They thought that they had the the players to do it. And now when they got rid of him, I think everyone thought they were going to be bad again. And I think that they just went back to, we're going to be staunch at the back. We're going to counter the shadow with Antonio and Bowen and Suchek and uh, Paqueta, who's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were going to win this game just because I don't think Newcastle play well unless they can. there's some element of countering to their game because they have so many guys that can just run and, and get interceptions and stuff like that. And they did come back, like, right at the start of the second half, get those two goals. But at that point, it wasn't really, uh, wasn't really like, going for Newcastle super well. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there thinking they were going to they were gonna pinch that one, West Ham. But I think it's a good, good point for both because I think both teams are pretty good. Yeah, I think it was post our prior, post our recording. So we didn't have this in the podcast, but... The the four one win over PSG, right for Newcastle yeah. this this past week. I think you and I were texting and we're like, this West Ham game has like, look ahead written all or let down something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. written all over it. Yeah, um, in that context, it's real good then that they didn't yeah. lose this game. Ab- absolutely, uh, Edson Alvarez also should be shouted out playing really really well for yeah. for West Ham. Um, and then a big point for Wolves one one against Villa. Uh, you know, Aston Villa's in fifth. That's that's a great point. They've gotten four points against teams in the top five this year, as it sits right now. Um, not us, Wolves, though. Wolves have. Yeah, not you guys. Uh, so, shout out to Gary O'Neill. They got that team cooking. They got that team playing well. Neto is almost guaranteed to have someone try to scoop him up at the winter break. Um, and again, another red card in this one uh, for... Four wolves. Uh, just the the league itself right now. I think they're giving out red cards like it's Halloween, just like candy. Just sometimes, sometimes they don't. I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, all right, game we're going to spend a little time on. Probably not a ton. It's more of a you know what were we thinking at the beginning? Everton three, Bournemouth nil. Uh, Garner in the eighth, Harrison in the thirty seventh, and Dukare in the sixtieth. Three nil win for. Everton, this was at home, but this was against a Bournemouth team that we like to root for, put it that way, I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because we had that great conversation with Craig in which we mention him every week now on the podcast, uh, and we want him to be happy, and he had a lot of confidence, and he was instilling a lot of confidence in me, maybe you too. For sure. uh, but this is not a good look if you're a Bournemouth fan right now. So I, I had mentioned to you, and I'm still planning on doing it, and this would actually be a great time to do it during the international break. I think that they have had – I think Bournemouth have had a tough run of games, mm-hmm. especially to start the season. Um, I think with that being said, it can kind of make it hard to catch like form in general. So then when you go into these games that are winnable, you don't know exactly how you're going to play. Because um, they've had like good performances this year where they just – got a draw. I mean, let's not forget they drew Spurs first game Mm -hmm. of the year, Mm -hmm. Um, which now seems incredible. This, there is just some part of me with like my, like I played sports brain where like until you, when you see these games coming up, like the the Everton's, the Luton's, the whatever, you're like almost more motivated to, to get a win. 
and I guess that you could say the same thing for Everton. Like when they see Bournemouth coming up, they're probably thinking the same thing. But I just don't. I watched this game when we were getting ready for for the wedding, and just didn't see a ton from them. You know, I, I saw a lot from Everton. I saw the ball in Bournemouth's half all game, and mm-hmm. again, it's at Everton. They they've had like some good underlying numbers, but it's just really really hard to. It's really hard to be feel positive about a team that played like that after like for the past however many weeks I've been like just give them a chance just give them a ch- let them play a, a poor team and then they play the poor team and they lose three 0 so yeah uh, twenty five total shots eight shots on target two point four nine xg for a Sean Dyche team kind of kind of nutty was it but they've had they've had some games where that xg has been so high and they just oh, can't score we'll talk about it yeah it, it's just. They're weird. Like I said at the beginning, I'm going to stop talking bad about them because when I do, they do well. So maybe if I just shut up, they'll just be shitty. Yeah, could be. Uh, th- this podcast is pro-Bournemouth. Uh, not pro-Vegas Knights, but pro-Bournemouth, and we're pro-Craig, so we want them to figure it out. But right now it looks a little tough, and you know, hopefully once Michael gets his, his quarterly review video done, he'll have some insights that will help Bournemouth people you know, not not pull the alarm bell too too soon. Um, all right, let's get into the two big ones: Brighton two, Liverpool two. Uh, Adingra, yep, my same job. Yeah, heck yeah, Adingra. Open the scoring for Brighton two in the twentieth minute. Uh, Salah in the fortieth tied it up. He had a pen that he converted in the fortieth, forty fifth plus one. Uh, to give Liverpool a two-one win or two-one lead going into half, uh, but Lewis Dunk in the 78th minute. As I was in the room, Michael's room, the next morning, uh, helping him get his life together, so to speak. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. 78th minute ties it up, and it ended tied there. Go ahead and and give me your initial thoughts. So first of all, at two-one, should have put the game away twice easily two times could have scored a third and just ended the game um i think i think pascal gross should have been sent off to be honest on the penalty just he mm-hmm. pulled Sabasai back didn't make a play on the ball at all uh last, they gave last us the man penalty. last man type of thing so the the what i saw was that they didn't consider it a, a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity which i think is fucking crazy by the way but whatever i guess i don't know what the rules are of this game anymore um i think the adigra goal was us sleeping again and then the the dunk goal too no one cleared the lines and then robertson just at the back post just asleep so if you want the positives i think we let out we played a good team um away and we gave them basically gave them two goals, you mm-hmm. know. All things considered, we outpossessed them, we out XG'd them, which is hard to do against Brighton. For I don't think I think we're the only team this year who's done it, um, which I know that doesn't translate to a win. But I, I just think that's a positive way to look at it. The negative way is that our defense, our back four, sometimes still just looks like they could give up a goal to anybody. Like they give up a goal to me. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, they still think Darwin needs to play. I literally watched him miss a ball, a shot that was three yards out midweek. I still think he needs to play every game. doesn't matter. Yeah, we were, I think you actually, like, 
I don't know if it was after the game or when we were getting ready or, or whatever, you just put a phone in front of my face and it was a highlight of Darwin like tapping one and it just goes like <laughs> seven feet wide. It was, yeah, it was actually that. not close too. It wasn't no. like he just missed it. It, he, no. it was like four yards off the, the goal line. Yeah, it, it kind of would have been a bad pass to just about anyone sitting behind the goal too. It was not close. Uh, right. But I agree, like, can I ask a question? Are, are, are you hoping there's a, a move away from, like, this Matip Van Dyke setup? I don't know, like, why, why doesn't... Did you forget his name? Him? I know you know his name. Matip? You just said it, you said it like you were unsure. Yeah, it has to be Kanate. Kanate's better than he is. I don't know. Yeah. I think Kanate's so injury-prone that he just got back from an injury. He did mm-hmm. play... Um, most of the game against LAS or not LASK, uh, St. Gilloise, is that how you say it? Yeah. You're better with St. G. Shit, the, Bel- the Belgium than I am. Um, you say people's names better, I say team names better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You say French better too, for sure. Uh, I think he played most of the game and he got subbed off, so that was me thinking he's going to play against Brighton and then he doesn't start. I, I think he's definitely the better center back and between him and Matip, but we need another one because I actually saw something that I, one of the fucking trolls on Twitter, uh, that I most of the time can't stand, but I do kind of agree with, we need to bring some competition in for, for Virgil because sometimes he does look like he couldn't care less when he's defending. And I think sometimes you could flip that into like, he's so calm back there. And I, for a period of time, I think that was absolutely the case. But it's almost like it's he's trying to fake it till he makes it back to that level again. Mm-hmm. And when you're not at that level and you're doing it, you just kind of you kind of look lazy. Was is there a possibility that Robertson was correct? In what? That Graven Birch coming in was actually finally a good Dutch player. Listen, he's <laughs> he's very good. I'm very happy with him. Uh, no, not no shot because I think I think. Virgil and Gakpo are both very good. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I just just trolling. I will say I think you jinx your team. Why is that? So just to paint the picture for the folks listening at home, the the, the grooms party, the groomsmen party, whatever you call it, the the grooms party. I don't know. Got ready in your room, right? Yes. So it was trashed. It it was an absolute mess. Um. There was potato salad left out and made the room stink. Um, I even told you, hey, we have two beds in our room. Like, you and Morgan can come sleep in there. It's pretty gross. You're like, nah, I'm going to be a champion and stay out way too late and get way too drunk. Um, so I had to pop into your room a couple times. Yeah? Uh-huh. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, so drunk that I, I forgot where I was at the hotel bar and walked a lit cigar into the hotel bar. Yeah. You were, and then somebody had to be like, so somebody in the bridal party grabbed me from behind and said, bro, put that out. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I actually was sitting outside when you did that, and I had to tell the woman by the door, be like, can you get? Can you figure him out real quick? <laughs> uh, so I was up and down into your room a couple times. You guys were up 2-1, and you looked at me as I was leaving, and you said, hey, you think you beat Liverpool this year? And I was like, what do you mean? You looked at me and you said, "I think we do the double against you, home and away." You want to wait? Bet I on said it? that to you Sunday morning. Yeah. 
Wow, I don't remember that. I remember saying it to you, but I think the context in which I said it was is like is shifted in my brain. I actually I, do still think that. Okay, so you say that to me, and I was like, I'm not betting this. Like we're playing like shit too. Like whatever. Uh, so I walk out. I get back into that room, and they give up that t- game time goal as I'm in there. Also telling you like, all right, like we're gonna get trash bags. Like let's get through this. Like whatever. Um, so I do think that you kind of jinx your team. But if you have no other points on this, I'll transition into City Arsenal because I jinxed my team as well. Because as soon as we were leaving to go get brunch with our friends that next morning, your way too hungover ass was in the lobby just staring off in the space. And I said, <laughs> I hey, was dead. <laughs> yeah, you weren't even around. I, I was telling you bye. And as I left, I said, you're going to do the double against us? No, Not you after said, watching that. you came up to me and you said, home and away, huh? Yeah, that's and what I, I looked at you, I looked at you and I said, what? I said, <laughs> yeah. What did you say? So I, I didn't even remember. I knew, I knew my comment was slicker than I made it sound on this one. So, um, home and away, huh? Manchester City nil, Arsenal won. Uh, Martinelli goal in the 86th minute off of Nathan Ake's eyebrows uh, give the Gooners their first win against uh city i think in 15 matches also i meant to close your game out with this you guys have not beaten brighton in four games i know all comps but that being said got an away tie feels so good (laughs) after (laughs) not beating them (laughs) yeah true um arsenal won city nil Martinelli got that goal. It hit off Ake's head. Uh, this game was goofy. It didn't look like either team really cared to win. Um, Arsenal with 0.39 xG. City with 0.48 xG. Arsenal had 12 shots, two on target. We had one on target. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. We're not very good right now. And 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 this is losing to an Arsenal team that honestly isn't very good right now either. They lost to Lens in the uh, uh, Champions League midweek so i don't know this game was boring as hell um this was this was like if you're really into chess and you're watching some like two really like talented people at chess play and like you're like oh my god they're so smart like i didn't even see that move whatever blah blah blah. but like if you're like me going and watching someone play chess i'm just kind of like okay who's gonna win like (laughs) i don't know what's happening in front of me yeah it's not interesting Somebody's gonna obviously win at the end of this. I just don't know who. Um, it was boring as shit. I thought you guys, you guys look lost yeah. offensively. Yeah, and um, they don't look great either. But I also think that they were like trying to. When you lose to somebody over and over and over again, it's almost like like for us in Brighton, perfect little segue. A, a draw sounds great. Like a draw would be sick. Uh, they just don't want to lose to you guys again. Yeah, I want to bring up this point. I, I'm wearing an Everton hat, like I said, and a Burnley uh, sweatshirt, and it's because City have less XG this season than Sean Deitch's Everton, the famous coach of both Burnley and Everton in the past. Uh, Everton have 16.43, City have 15.66. Um, dude... I don't know what we got to do. We made substitutions in the 68th minute. We put on Stones. We took off Lewis. We put on Nunez. We took off Kovacic. 
We put on Doku. We took off Alvarez. We got worse after that. Um, the bright spot of this team so far has been Julian Alvarez, but it's not like creating so much. It's literally bailing us out with a goal. Like it's not like Julian Alvarez is. I think his goals to XG have to be like one to one. Yeah, you know, um, Holland. I think I'm really disappointed in how slow the coaching staff even, and I'll, I'll blame him too, but the coaching staff have adjusted to how teams have adjusted to him so far. He yeah. doesn't get nearly enough touches in dangerous areas. He doesn't nearly know how to do build-up play as well as I would hope after a year. Um, and as much as the past week or past two episodes that we've put together, I'm like, man, we really miss Rodri. Dude, I th- I think this was the game where we actually really miss KDB. Um, yeah, dude, I know it's simplistic and it's not completely true, but there is some truth to it. Ke- uh, Kevin De Bruyne is like 40% of why Holland was as good as he was last year. Yeah. I mean, he... I'll give you that. The fact, the fact that not even just like the balls that he plays in the Holland, but the the threat that De Bruyne is with the ball at his feet, the threat that De Bruyne is pinging the ball to to either sideline to you know Mares when you had him or Foden or Grealish, it it made you as a defender have to say, okay, well they have multiple threats. Right now it's almost no threats, and if you're gonna say, okay, we need to lock somebody down, you lock Holland down, and then it's just easy. Then you're just you're done with with uh, with defending Man City unless you have a moment where Phil Foden does something crazy or Julian Alvarez does something crazy. Yeah, it has taken a lot of individuality into the team, which I don't necessarily like a lot. The, the, the interesting thing about XG is we don't... Pep's teams don't traditionally create chances just to create chances. They're looking to create the perfect chance. Right. They're looking to create the chance that is nine times out of ten going to be the goal. So, like, the XG thing for us at times, I'm like, ah, this doesn't really matter. But if you're looking at these statistics and you've watched every game, it you can tell that this team offensively just looked totally just lost. And so... Just your XG point, what typically you want to look at is, are you outperforming your XG? Mm-hmm. Which you guys always do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because even when you get a chance that's a, a .65, which is you know a really good chance in XG terms, you're always converting that. You're always converting the .8s. You're, you know, and then here and there, you're converting the .05s or whatever, but you're not taking so many shots that you're just never going to make. You're making a bunch of shots that you have the guys talented enough to do so that you're outperforming it. So right now your X, your XG is low, but I think you still have scored more goals than that, right? But it, but it's so close. It's actually 17 to 15.5. Yeah, but you've only played seven games. Yeah. I, I think the other thing I'll say too is since I made the proclamation about not giving up a goal, we've only had one clean sheet, and I think we've played eight games since then in like all comps. Um but I can't sit here and put any blame on the defense. They've actually played really well. Like, I, I Diaz, Ake, Guardiol, uh, Kyle Walker, sorry, my brain is not working on names right now. 
Um, and like we're getting stones back now finally. Like that's just going to get even better. Rico Lewis in the past two games has looked good and like I want him to play more. He's still so young. The problem too is with De Bruyne out, that means Silva and, and with Rodri out too, actually, this probably plays into it more. Is like Bernardo had to drop so far back. Kovacic, do, I think we, we got to. Do we want to talk about it? Yeah. First, before we get into it, I think we got a Chelsea player. Okay. I, I, I kind of agree a little bit. Uh, I just don't know what his, like I said, I think even at the beginning of this year, I don't know what his strengths are particularly. Dribbling. In, in terms. Supposed to be. Yeah, but like, he's he's not ever like deployed in a way that that is like what he's going to be doing. He's kind of like a he's this game specifically too. Pep even said that he wants people that are good on the ball, like keeping the possession of the ball, because he didn't want to get hurt through the middle. And I I don't think he's like very good at that. That's that is supposed to be one of his strengths. <laughs> he didn't look anyway, very good. That was a red card. So I'll say this. This year, that's one hundred percent a red. Yeah. Okay. I'm still not 100%. I think that was more of a red in the grand scheme of things than like the Curtis Jones ones was. Uh, he, in, in any year, in any time period, in anything else, he gets two yellows. Yeah, I think so. That, the fact that he did not get a foul on for the one on, I think Declan Rice was the second one, is yep. crazy. Yeah. It's a tough game. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough. It's a tough game to watch. It's tough to be a realistic fan watching this shit because well, it just is. They just look lost, man. You, for sure, for sure. Um, man, he, I, I don't know. It's just it's so hard to like to not go like Dylan Dylan Tucker tinfoil hat. Michael Oliver was that ref. <laughs> he he was in the UAE not very long ago. Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. I, I don't think that I I think that's kind of like a funny thing to do. I don't, I wouldn't be like super serious about it unless something else came out, obviously. But it's it's one of those things where like we said at the beginning of this podcast specifically, they're just like handing red cards out, and like for that one to not even be a red card, but then not to be a second yellow is just crazy. Um, but I I do think like you guys, and that's the thing. Like I think we have to kind of focus on you guys because. Most people would have you win this game just because of the, the history mm-hmm. and everyone, fair. you know, so many people are saying city by Christmas, it'll be over or whatever. And I do still think you guys are going to win. Um, but I don't think Arsenal look good either. Like no. really. It's, it's kind of funny. We talked about college football at the top of this because I think there's at the beginning of this year, I did sit there and I was like, city's head and shoulders better than everyone. I think the injuries have made it a little bit more even. I do still think we're going to win the league. I think that you've seen us come back multiple times. It's been against you before, so yeah. You've I don't care. Before. I don't care about you guys right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think that there is necessarily outside of us that dominant of a, a second team this year. I think Tottenham's going to be good. I think you guys are a lot better than we're giving uh, you credit for so far. I think Brighton's going to be a Jekyll and Hyde, but they're going to be whatever the good version of Jekyll and Hyde is more often than not. Um, who am I missing? I I, I do think I think Villa's decent. I think Newcastle is going to be a more consistent Brighton, to be honest. Uh, I think Man United stink. 
Um, I think Chelsea stink. Uh, you know, I think West Ham's tough. I think West Ham's as good as Chelsea and Man United stinking, but just tougher. Yeah, I think they'll so, they'll, they'll eke out results. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I I'm hoping that this international break is coming at the correct time so that Pep can kind of go into the lab and say, look, we're not creating enough. We're not getting in danger enough areas. We're scoring so many more goals outside of the box than we normally do. And they're all from uh, Julian Alvarez, who shout out to him. Just love him. I think he might be my favorite player on the team right now. Um, But the other thing I want to say too is I saw a, a comment that Pep made about like, Arteta is able to just go to the board and get money and spend money and whatever. And like, I, that's like a, a millionaire shaking their, their can at a billionaire. And, and I think we're actually the billionaire in this point of view, shaking yeah. the can at the millionaire. Like, I don't, I don't co-sign that. I think that's kind of goofy. Um, the thing, the thing was everyone always talks about like Arteta being like the wish, wish version of Pep. Yeah. Um, and then after this, he said, he said like something about how like he's, you know, one of the smartest people. Like I've learned more talking to him than he, than he, I've taught him or something like that. And I, I just love like, first of all, I do like Pep. I think Pep is like, if he was my manager, I'd be like, fuck yeah, like he's awesome. Yeah. I do also just think that there's a little bit of like Ramsdale clapping going on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, poor guy. Yeah. Like I listen, I know you all say that I taught him everything, but really he taught me a lot of stuff too, but like <laughs> keep keep saying that I taught him everything. Yeah. Pep's okay. actually the opposite of like someone who wants to constantly talk about themselves. They kind of want to reverse engineer it and be like, "No. No, like you think I'm so smart. It's actually and it's it's just as annoying, but just in a different way." Cuz then like, people go people go to like Arteta and they say like, "What do you think about Pep saying you know, that you actually taught him a bunch of stuff. And then it, it gets reverse engineered into, well, actually, yeah. no, Pep is like, was my mentor. And then everyone's like, oh, so it was Pep. So he was just being yeah. real nice. Like It's just a snake eating its own dick type of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just a, a back and forth little, little tug off. I don't like yeah, it. Basically. Um, so, City lose. Uh, they'll figure it out. I have no doubt. I'm not. I'm not pulling the the alarm bell either, or the the escape hatch, or whatever we pull in this scenario. But it doesn't look good right now. Wait, um, do we want? Michael. Do we want to make? Do we want to do the the bet here though? Home and away. Home and away. You do for not. Both you, of us. you do not take six points off of us. So home and away. If you beat us home and away, though, you also you get something. But then if it's not, if it's a draw and a win or a, a win each, then nothing happens. But let's just a nice little friendly. Home a little, little friendly uh, classic football bet. Yeah, one item. Did did you actually did Coutinho make it home? Yeah, he's in my bag. Okay, I was worried about him. I saw him under like an an open bag of chips in your room, and I was like, this is gonna <laughs> get lost. Um, Phil, no, Phil's here. He's good. All right. So last thing I wanted to ask: uh, Saturday, October fourteenth, we got Germany. Tuesday, October seventeenth, we got Ghana. Two tough games for the USMNT. They're playing really well. There was someone else who scored a goal too this past weekend on the team that I didn't get to mention. I apologize for that. Um, I said it earlier. I think we're at the point where this Germany team is not the Germany team of the past. I think I want to win. Should be winning. I I agree. I think we. 
I'm not gonna say we absolutely need to win. We need to compete though. We need to like yeah. it needs to be even at, at the very least. Like that's what I'm accepting. Um I think we where is it at? Is it in Germany? No, everything's home. So actually, oh, okay. uh, the Germany game is in Connecticut, which I was trying to look at how much tickets were and uh, have have fallen off of trying to look for that. It's at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Ghana game, I'm sure it's been announced, but FOTMOB does not have the location. So. Got it, got it, got it. The U.S., though. Okay, so again, we're, we're at our – we're in our backyard, you know, try to – take advantage of that a little bit um we need to win one for sure i would love four four points i would love six would be fucking great uh anything less than three is like pretty unacceptable yeah i agree um yeah you got anything else no i just got that email that i have to return my tux though so (laughs) yeah i sent that yeah i got that as well um yeah all right, let's let me get this out of here with a joke, Michael. I don't know if you ever heard this one. What does Arsenal have in common with the bubonic plague? They both can take out a city. Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> <laughs>